Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business legal news. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. And thanks for joining us once again. This is our Friday episode, and this is the time where we're going to just pause here for a second for you to pause and bring up iTunes and rate us with five stars. So let's just sit here for, uh, how long does that take, like 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, depends. Was that an intentional... Uh when you, you really emphasized pause, were you, was that a pun based on what we're talking about or no? Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> I don't do anything unintentionally. Everything's intentional. Yeah. Well, we've put it off for, what is this, 138 episodes. We've been planning this for about, I don't know, about five years now, right? Despite your requests and your cameo appearances by Flowers and I forget the name. Marley. Marley. I was going to say Hendrix. See, I was close. Hendrix? Well, Jimi Hendrix, Bob Marley. That's how I think of it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, despite those cameos and everything else, we're going to talk about cats, your favorite thing. (laughs) I don't know. I would say favorite thing, but yeah, I'm definitely a cat person compared to a dog person, I would say. Well, I'm a dog person. That's fine. I had cats growing up. Just saw my parents' cat, so it's nice. I did. I did like it there. Cats have their when they're focused. They have their moments, right? Yeah, they have their moments, but they're usually just lying around doing things. Well, I actually, I actually don't have any cats. I just have cats that are guests in my my home. Because I, <laughs> I I wouldn't say I own them. They definitely don't act like I'm their their owner. So <laughs> that's the problem with cats. That's the nature of their personality. It's the the exact opposite. I can't remember ever coming home growing up and the cat was excited to see me. And every time I come home now, my dog is like, it's like the best moment of his day. Well, yeah, that's not, that's not completely true, but definitely there's a huge difference between dogs and cats in that respect. But so we'll, we'll take a, actually, I don't, we're not even going to put a poll up on the site. Cause I know who, what would win if people are going to vote cats or dogs, <laughs> it's either going to be close, but I'll stay silent on that. So we're talking about these cat cafes Which is pretty interesting. You know, before I get into the story, it is interesting because every place that you see, especially in San Diego, I don't know out in Houston if it's the same, but San Diego is a huge dog place. So there's a lot of dog friendly restaurants, places. And I think most cities are, but I think the difference is where there's so many outdoor seating and things like that, that people have their dogs with them and there are people walking around in Houston. Like it's, it's hard to find outdoor seating sometimes, even when the weather's nice. And so it's not as common. Everyone drives around everywhere and goes inside. I'll give a quick plug to this company or this, this iPhone app doggy door that I saw on Wednesday. That's it's only in San Diego right now, but they basically, you can download the app only on your iPhone and it'll show you, it'll basically, it's basically pulls up a map of all the spots that are dog friendly. Dog friendly. That's cool. But the point I was getting to was, I don't think cats are really allowed in the same, I mean, you never even see it. It's not like, is this place cat friendly? Yeah. I don't know if it's, a, if it's allowed or, or prohibited. I mean, people just don't carry their cats around either. So Earlier in the week I was driving and some woman was walking her, her pig so is San Diego pig friendly? What would you say? I don't know. I've seen a couple of pigs. This was, this was a big pig. I've seen like baby pigs walked around. This thing was a big, huge pig being just walked around. So like, a, like more like a show pig. I, I, I don't know. Well, before I get too off track, even though I already have, what we're talking about these are these cat cafes. And I guess there is one, you brought this to my attention, of course, as you only would. There is one in San Diego that just opened up less than a month ago. 
But basically, it allows people to go to these cafes, get some food, get a drink, and then just sit around and mingle with cats. There's a way they got around it because I think this was big, big in other countries. I mean, at least it was at least allowed in other countries. By the way, this is like a new phenomenon. Like I, I think San Diego's cat cafe was almost the first. I think the first one was in Washington or Northern California. But anyway, the first one in the U.S. I think it was only in last December. Anyway, so this New York City one, they were having problems because they were trying to figure out because the New York City law, which I'm sure is not unfamiliar to other cities, is that. You couldn't have cats in the same vicinity or location as, you know, where food is being served. And so, which, which makes sense. And so they had to figure out a way to get around the regulation. They had to do some research and, and I'm, I'm even looking, I don't even think they hired any attorneys to do this. It almost seems like they did it themselves. They did some meticulous research and making many calls to regulators. So they came up with this idea of basically setting up two separate physical locations where if a patron comes in, they can buy their cookies and coffee or whatever. And if they choose to do so, bring it over to the cat section. <laughs> Even though that I like cats, this whole cat cafe thing is kind of weird to me. <laughs> but hey, you know, whatever it is. But it just seems weird because, you know, cats have different personalities. Some cats are very aggressive. They fight with other cats. And it'd be kind of weird to just see a bunch of cats running around at different temperaments during the day, you know. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And I guess, you know, it's it's also interesting how they got around this, but I, I would think they'd have to have some sort of separation. I guess there has to be some sort of gate or something that separates, or I guess possibly even a door, like in a wall and everything that separates the two different spots because they can't cross that cats having in the, where food and beverages serve. So yeah, somehow there has to be some separation. Otherwise it ends up looking like it's the same location. It's all very strange to me. Yeah, and I don't know if they're all like this, but the nice thing about the one in San Diego is that it is a lot of cats from the Humane Society. So that's really cool. Because that's the whole thing is you can go there, see a cat and basically be like, oh, I want this, adopt it right there and take it home with you. So that's that's cool. At the same time, it seems like there's some liability issues in terms of you have all these cats from the Humane Society and you don't know. I don't know. Cats, do they have a lot of diseases? I feel like dogs have more diseases than cats. Cats and dogs spread disease to each other all the time and in fact when you adopt that's one of the problems they're often have some kind of disease or whatever that has to be treated and most of them are treatable but every once in a while there's some kind of infection that gets pretty bad and actually causes death and and so that's something to be aware of but you know there's a lot of liability issues here too because when you have cats in the same vicinity whether they're fighting just like dogs i mean things can happen someone some cat can scratch somebody or some dog can bite somebody in the same in the same sense and in our law system, legal system, whether you like it or not, cats and dogs are treated as property or chattel. And so, you know, whether they're injured or even causes death by disease or what have you, the actual liability from that perspective is pretty, you know, pretty small because it's the cost of the cat or the cost of the cost of the dog. There's no emotional distress or anything like that that may be associated with it. It's not very catastrophic, is what you're saying. <laughs> You must have read that book of puns that we talked about a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't need to. I, I wrote the book. <laughs> so I guess the at least in San Diego, California, California Retail Food Code, it has to be they're allowed in a food facility if it's kept 20 feet away, which is pretty, pretty manageable. Any live animals must be 20 feet away. I mean, there's restaurants and bars in San Diego that'll let you have your dog inside the actual place, not even on like the balcony, just like inside. But And, and we've talked about in the past, like usually 
companies or restaurants can prohibit animals, especially dogs outside, unless it's like a seeing dog or helper dog. What, what do you call them? Guide dog. A guide dog or what, what have you. Basically, the dog is, is there to support a individual that may be dis- disabled in some way. That's the only exception. But hey, I wanted to mention this whole humane society thing. I don't think people realize that these shelters, they actually kill the animals. Most of them are, are actually killed. We actually adopted our cat. And I, we, when we went to the shelter, it was just sad because people, there was long lines turning in dogs and cats and they're, they're just overpopulated. So I think we asked, it was like maybe 15% or less were actually adopted. The rest end up being killed after a week. So I don't know, it's pretty crazy how many animals are actually taken. So that's, that's one cool positive aspect of it. And I think from a, from a business perspective, I think you're required to actually buy something to actually go in, right? Or am I wrong? Or maybe not. Maybe it's just a cafe. Yeah, I would think you wouldn't have to be. I don't see why they would require you to. Yeah, probably not. But it does look like the first one was open in, in Oakland. First one in the U.S. open in Oakland. And I think that was, like I said, I think it was last December. So pretty new thing. The biggest customers, according to them, are someone whose roommate is allergic to cats, students who can't have, <laughs> students who can't have cats in their dorms, People whose landlords don't allow cats and then potential adopters, which I've run into when we lived down when I was renting before ran into issues with dogs. And usually my dog's small, under 25 pounds, so there's never really an issue. But I don't see why people would have. Well, I guess if cats have claws and you could run into problems, but I don't see why people would really care about restricting cats and and rentals. But I think it's a cool business from a legal perspective. I think there's not a lot of. It's a low risk aspect. I think, honestly, I think dogs have more risk than cats because of the dog bite issue, because there are certain types of dogs that if they do bite somebody, it could cause quite a bit of damage. But even I think the worst cat that may be very aggressive or what have you, the damage that it, it can occur is very, very little to a human being. So relative sense, obviously there's some cats that are, you know, if you, if you get like a, a one of those bigger cats, like a lion, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You walk in, there's just a big tiger in there. Yeah, I think that, that would be the, that would, there would be some liability there. So, what's your favorite cat breed? Cat breed? I don't know cat breeds that well. I used to have a Bengal cat, which was really cool. They have really nice coats, and savannah cats are pretty cool too. They're a little bit larger and almost look like a, you know, a mini leopard or a mini tiger. The person that got interviewed in the San Diego story said, cats are so versatile. Cats are the, Lebr- the LeBron James of animals, apparently. <laughs> can do so many different things. Okay, okay. I, there was one quote I liked, as someone said. I can imagine many, uh, many people in downtown can walk over here and just pet a cat and grab a sandwich or something. So, I mean, that, that kind of paints a cool picture. Maybe we'll try to go check it out and see. Well, no, I don't want to check it out because then my wife will end up like talking us into adopting five of them. <laughs> But I'm in San Diego next. We'll record our episode in the cat cafe. <laughs> Why not? We'll ask them. Yeah, it would be pretty fun. And just like the constant meowing in the background. Well, I don't know. I, I guess cats don't meow too much. I don't know. When they're in cages, if they are with those adopted cats, they probably will. These cats are free. There's, they're not caged up. They're just walking around, hanging out. I bet you even the ones that are being, being adopted, they would, they would cage up, I would assume. But who knows? I don't know. Because of spread of disease and stuff, I, I, I'm not sure. We'll have to check it out next time. Yeah. Seems like a good reason to take a trip out. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. 
Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.